Hello, everyone. I'm Robin Hattersley, Editor-in-Chief of Campus Safety. Welcome to the show. If you are a regular follower of Campus Safety Magazine, you know that recently we've been talking a lot about the cloud and how physical security systems can be moved to the cloud for greater efficiencies, security, and cost savings. We've also touched on artificial intelligence over the past several years. But has there actually been widespread adoption of these technological advances? The cloud in particular seems to uh, be, have been really appropriate last year during the pandemic when so many schools were hosting virtual rather than in-person classes. Also, it was very applicable to companies that sent their office employees home to work remotely. But are campuses really embracing the cloud for video surveillance? And what about artificial intelligence? And of course, what about cybersecurity? There were a record number of ransomware attacks last year, particularly against educational and healthcare facilities. So how should campuses address their cybersecurity vulnerabilities? To find out, I interviewed Dean Draco, who is Eagle Eye Network's CEO. He has years of experience, not only in physical security, but the cybersecurity industry as well. So here's my interview with Dean. Enjoy the show. So Dean, we hear a lot about the movement of physical security systems to the cloud. And the pandemic appears to have accelerated the demand for cloud video surveillance. So why is this? The pandemic has accelerated um, a lot of interest in the cloud for physical security for a number of reasons. Okay, one, um, the folks were not in the office, wanted visibility into the office so that they could you know, see if employees were working, if they were showing up, or if they were not supposed to be showing up, then that they were not supposed to be showing up, okay? Second, um, the they needed to do maintenance on the systems, okay, or check in on the systems. And so they wanted remote access. And most or many of the existing on-premise systems don't really provide adequate quality remote access. Um, and if it is, it's kind of difficult to set up, configure, and maintain. And so a cloud-based system, you know, you always have remote access to what you need to do what you need to do for your job. And then um, those two reasons. Um, and then in addition, you know, in general, um, the desire to vacate offices or actually reduce office footprints Okay, because now a lot of the folks have learned to work from home and the company may have adapted. And so their needs for real estate space may have gone down or they may have, you know, empty spaces and um, they don't want to have to go into those spaces in order to maintain um, hardware systems. Right. You know, if the space is empty, maybe they can sublease it and move on. Or maybe they want to, you know, reduce their um, building usage and actually um, have a smaller footprint. And how does that apply to K through twelve and higher ed um, institutions, and all, as well as hospitals? Um, well, interesting. In the K through twelve and higher education, higher education in K through twelve was pretty similar. Okay, because the you know they were doing remote learning, and the universities were kind of you know also doing remote learning. And so there was a lot of, you know, vacancy and maintenance and, and stuff that they couldn't do or, and they wanted to check in and make sure the campuses were okay. Um, and so they wanted remote access. So I think it applies quite um, similarly to those particular um, 
uh, applications as for any other. Um, in the case of hospitals, you know, as you know, in the pandemic, hospitals were, you know, overrun. So they kind of had the opposite problem. <laughs> um, and in, so the, the, those two use cases or those two motivations probably were not, not there. Okay. But hospitals, um, as you may have known or may have seen, have started to go to lots of small clinics as well as kind of the main hospitals. And so they have a strong need for cloud-based video surveillance because they don't want to put video surveillance equipment in every one of those locations. They want to be able to centrally manage it so that they get a better TCO, a better and easier operational. Okay. And now there's a lot of talk about artificial intelligence or AI so mm -hmm. and its role in video surveillance. But how much is AI uh, really used in video surveillance and is it still being developed in the lab or you know, is it really being applied in the real world now? Okay. So video surveillance in AI is in its early stages of deployment. So there's still a lot of work being done in the lab. There's literally hundreds of new companies formed to do AI to video of various kinds some to video surveillance, some to other forms of video, but many, many companies working on it. But we are to the place where it actually is being deployed in the field. So for example, we're working with um, some companies that are using AI to do license plate recognition, right? More accurately than traditional OCR types of license plate recognition. Um, and then we're engaged with uh, a number of other folks who have trained AI systems for applications in um, slip and fall type of applications, which might be used in a hospital or on a campus or school, um, to uh, graffiti detection kinds of AI applications, as well as kind of crowds and, and all kinds of different kinds of analytics being implemented in using AI to get better and better results. And so we're in the, you know, I'd say the number of customers deploying this is still tiny compared to the number of customers out there, but it's actually happening for real and producing results for people in the field. Okay. Now, in addition to you being CEO of Eagle AI Networks, you are well known as the founder of Barracuda Networks, and you're also well known as a cybersecurity expert. So what kinds of questions should campus leaders be asking potential vendors about cybersecurity? Cybersecurity is a really important issue in the physical security and in the video surveillance kind of um, industry business or, or application. Um, too many people in the physical security world have neglected cybersecurity um, pretty grotesquely over the last 20 or 30 years. Um, but that's starting to change and it's getting attention, which is good. You know, many of the protocols which are widely deployed for access control um, have no encryption on them. <laughs> um, for example, um, you know, you could take the reader off the wall and put some wires together and open the door um, or fake a signal. The prox cards can be replicated because there's no uh, encryption or security on them. I mean, there's just, there's a whole host of things in the physical security industry that have not received proper kind of cybersecurity attention, but that's changing. So that's the good news. What you want to pay attention to is 
um, the track record of the company that you're purchasing from and how much attention they have given to cybersecurity. You know, obviously Eagle Eye has an entire team of people focused on cybersecurity. We put a lot of energy into it. We do the appropriate, you know, um, best in class or industry, you know, standard types of things to make sure that we're as cybersecure as you can be in this day and age. Other companies don't put that level of effort into it because it's expensive. Okay. And, you know, they'll take shortcuts. They won't do the penetration scans. They won't do the penetration testing. They won't do the black box testing. You know, they won't go through all of that process either because maybe they don't know how or because, you know, they don't want to spend the money on it or it's not in their culture, right? Cybersecurity is in many ways a culture that needs to be created. And some companies, you know, develop that culture because, their founder is kind of focused on it and other companies um, might not. And I'm sure you've seen in the news, many of the fiascos around video surveillance, you know, with video footage being exposed, video footage being shared with employees, um, you know, systems being hacked and, you know, video being stolen. You know, you want to look at the track record of the company that you're working with, because the track record is the strongest indicator of what the go forward is going to be. You know, and you bring up a really good point, Dean, um, because the, the whole uh, uh, idea of a uh, uh, culture of safety and security not only applies to vendors, but it also applies to campuses. And you want to make sure that your campus has a culture of safety and security as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. Right. You can't. Um, you know, you have to take the cybersecurity and the physical security all the way through. And the vendor is, is one piece of it, okay? Your installers or your integrators have to be another piece of it. And then the customer has to be another piece of it. You know, it makes no, it's, it's no good if the um, vendor Eagle Eye Networks provides, you know, a really awesome cybersecure cloud video surveillance system and the customer sets the admin password to password. Okay. Oh. It defeats the defeats a lot of the purpose of, you know, all the work we do. And so, yes, it needs to be carried all the way through by all the players on the team. Right. And don't use one, two, three, four, five, six as your password either. Right. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Robin. It's been great talking to you.